You're listening to Campus Review Radio. Hello, it's Wade Zaglis here, Education Editor for Campus Review. Professor Joy Demusi is the President of the Australian Academy of Humanities, Australia's peak body for the sector. Following the government's decision to change the university fee structure so that humanities, law, social work and other disciplines would have to pay more than others, Demusi said, this is potentially the greatest hit to Australia's humanities sector in a century. Campus Review decided to interview Demusi to better understand how these proposed changes, if passed, will affect Australian citizens and society. Professor Demusi, in a media release from last week, you said that evidence shows that the skills and knowledge from humanities and social sciences training, including critical thinking, communication skills, and understanding the impact of change on humanity are highly valued by employers and in the workforce. If this is the case, why do you think the government is making such a dramatic change? Thanks, Wade, and that's a very good question. It's a question that many of us are asking um, today and, and since the announcement. I think if we were to take the position of the government or accept what the government says, their position is, that um, they are wanting to urge students and encourage students to go into courses that are what they they say in their terms are, quote, job ready. Um, in other words, people can do a degree, do a course and immediately get um, employment. Now, that is uh, understandable in this climate of, of, of COVID. We understand the pressures that the government's on on or has is under and, and we're all under um, and, and the job market, you know, moving and shifting as it is. But I think it overlooks two main issues. One is that, in fact, in fact, arts graduates and those who do humanities are incredibly job ready um, in, in taking those skills to a range of potential jobs, professions, workplaces. They're very transferable skills. They're very transportable skills. So whatever the job market will look like post-COVID, and we really don't know what that actually will look like um, in in so many ways, this training is perfect for that context because these these are skills we know uh, are timeless skills and they are skills that can be transferred from job to job. The second thing is um, the assumption being made, I think, is that us graduates and those who do... uh, humanity subjects um, are not employable or don't get jobs. But the statistics are very clear that graduates who come out with an arts degree do get jobs. So why the government's doing this remains somewhat of a mystery because on both those questions of transferable skills and, and employability, humanities are very much at the forefront of um, economic growth, prosperity and, and um, progression in Australia. Absolutely. What do you anticipate students will do? Follow their passion or pick a cheaper so-called job-ready option? Professor Brian Schmidt believes that uh, the fact that you don't have to pay a helpline back until years later will figure into students' decisions and they will just study what they want. Well, I think this is a 
really um, fundamental question at the core of all this. And we don't really know as yet what students will do. But it seems profoundly misguided to tell students that they, rather than follow their passion and follow actually their talent, follow their talent and uh, enrol in courses that they're good at, they can excel in and do very well in, rather than do that, um, they're encouraging them to make financial decision to go into courses that they might not be interested in or not be very good at, but that it's a cheaper option. So it's a rather problematic, deeply problematic message to be sending to students. I think, um, well, I'm hoping, obviously, that students will follow their passion and their talent and follow the courses that match those talents and passions. Um, but we don't know. And the increase is so huge for, um, you know, over 100% increase for humanities subjects. It's mm-hmm. so substantial. Mm-hmm. It is really seriously substantial um, that, you know, you can see that students will be deterred by that. But it creates such a problematic choice for people. Um, and so, you know, that, that you can't follow what you want to do and are prohibited uh, in doing that is, 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 is a really disturbing development, I think, in terms of education. Um, I think the other thing uh, around that is that, it's, you know, it targets obviously people from low socioeconomic backgrounds, so they're discriminated against. If they want to do an arts degree, it's going to cost a lot more for them. Can they afford it? And students afford this uh, new impost from those backgrounds. I mean, there's a whole host of sort of embedded inequities in it, as well as, as I said, the really deeply problematic uh, instruction, if you like, to to tell people to to, uh, rather than follow their passions and talents, as we've been, as as in the past. to go for where there are cheaper courses. The question of um, a loan being paid later, we know that's right. So the loan, so that the costs aren't paid now, they're paid after students graduate. But the point is, who's going to want a debt that is so high uh, and so much higher than it is today? Um, and, you know, arts um, graduates don't initially anyway, earn the same as a medical graduate or a graduate from dentistry. So their debt's going to be higher relative to their capacity to earn after they graduate. Um, So it's going to really be very interesting to see what students do. Uh, It's an insidious choice that the government's giving people. Um, And I do hope uh, that, you know, well, I do hope ultimately this uh, legislation is defeated because I think this particular point directly um, addresses at the, the, the heart of the issue here, that you can't get people, uh, students deciding their future just on financial selection of subjects. It's got to be where your talents match as well. Absolutely. Good point. Um, I, like many people, including prime ministers, started out with an arts degree in English literature but was exposed to so many other valuable subjects like Australian history, Aboriginal studies and journalism. What do you feel will happen to the fabric of Australian society if such humanity subjects are deemed unworthy for a job? 
a very good question, Wade, and I think this also gets to the heart of what the very point of education is. Um, education is not simply about training. I mean, it's obviously important, and as we've discussed earlier, you acquire a valuable set of skills uh, in doing an arts degree, which you can transfer to jobs, many jobs across a whole career. Um, but education is also about knowledge and a broad knowledge. Mm. And the subjects uh, you identify there, um, Australian history, Aboriginal studies, journalism, a whole host of other subjects um, that uh, people pick up along the way when they start an arts degree. I mean, this is about broadening your knowledge of society and your knowledge of the world, of, of the global context, of the national context, of the, of the um, local context. I mean, these are all important aspects to who we are and how we understand the world. And obviously in situations like that we're in right now, these questions are very much at the forefront of our minds. You know, how did we get to be here um, in this COVID situation, for example? Um, how has that been dealt with in the past? How have crises been dealt with in the past? There's been a lot of discussion about the Depression and the World Wars mm. and the earlier influenza in 1918. I mean, this is all about history. And reconciliation. Um, yeah, well, well, I was yeah. just going to get to that. So yeah. in the course of, of course, in the course of the pandemic, we've seen that this yeah, extraordinary, just so, so invigorating and wonderful movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, um, which is now sharpening our attention on questions of Aboriginal studies, um, again, Australian history, and, and the gaps in that, right? I mean, people are saying, well, why don't we know more about what happened um, to Indigenous Australians in the past? Um, why are we here? Why, why are we at this point in time? And, of course, this loops around to the, the statutes movement, if you caught that, um, and questions of statutes and should we pull them down and who were these people and all these questions. Um, raising critical thinking about the society we're in today, the one from where we've come, and more importantly than ever, where we're going in the future. And these are questions that a humanities and arts degree raises um, for students. So there's the questioning and the critical examination, but also the content, as, as I'm suggesting here, and that's what this question raises. It's also about having a broad knowledge of the society currently in and that's like I'm, you know it's a national society at the national but also at the international level and the American situation obviously as that unfolds and continues to unfold is about American history um, how did America get to that point so you know we can talk about training in schools but we also need this body of knowledge um, and what I fear if these subjects are not subscribed to or taken up in a big way as they should we will um, lose that knowledge and to lose that knowledge is to lose who you are and how you understand society. And as we know from past experience, a lack of history or a lack of understanding some of these humanities-oriented subjects means that uh, it gives rise to really deeply problematic um, ideologies. Mm -hmm. um, and so... You know, we can point to very circumstances in the past where people have forgotten the very knowledge about their past and about their present and, and all the rest of it. So it, it's uh, disturbing to take a long term. It would be very disturbing to become a country of amnesia 
um, around these issues. And I think uh, coming back to my original response to this question, education is about knowledge and not not only about skills. Mm-hmm. Or jobs. Yeah. Uh, finally, are there any aspects of the proposed changes you agree with and do you think the new course fee structures will eventually be passed? Well, I think the one aspect that I think is to be welcomed is that um, the government in some subjects has uh, decreased the student contribution um, and education should be accessible and it should be affordable to all students. Um, that decreased student contribution, as I say, in some of the subjects is to be welcomed and a government increase in its contribution is, is a good thing. So I think uh, <laughs> I would welcome that balance across the board. Um, in fact, it's about a broader question of increased government funding into education and into universities, which I know has been a very long and contested debate. But if we look at this particular package, um, that's a welcome that's a welcome development that students pay less for some subjects. Um, do you think the new course fee structures will eventually be passed? Um, well, as we know, this depends on the views of a number of senators and whether they're prepared to vote for or against this legislation. Um, I guess from my point of view, Wade, I mean, we would hope that the campaign that's been conducted in a whole range of um, contexts and conversations in the last few weeks and in the coming months will convince politicians that this is a very disturbing development and not one that will enhance Australia's prosperity, both economically, but culturally and socially, um, as, a, as a smart, engaging and forward-looking nation, which is what an education does. It provides that perspective to its citizens. And, I mean, I think that's the underlying principle of what we're saying, that um, if you're looking into the future, which education is, it's forward-looking, that's the society we want to look forward to, not one that is simply driven only and exclusively by um, uh, the drive for finance, if you like, if I put that way, um, that we strengthen education right across the board. Now, politicians are driven by a whole range of factors in terms of how they vote for legislation. Um like I say, I hope people will see the value of the humanities and um, its place in uh, a future Australia. I hope they do too. Uh, Professor <laughs> Joy Demusi, thank you so much for speaking to Campus Review. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Wade. It's been great. Thanks for your time and the opportunity.